This is Rafe Judkins. This is Lauren LaFranc. And, and you're, you're watching, watching Chuck, Chuck vs. the Podcast. <laughs> Lauren! That, that didn't work at all. This is Rafe Judkins. This is Lauren LaFranc. And you're watching Chuck vs. the Podcast. Chuck vs. the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You were about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Wing. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck Press Kit. The directors. Jason Enzler. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is great. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 55, our second podcast for Friday, May 14th, 2010. It's a happy day for Chuck fans because news broke last night that Chuck has been renewed for a 13-episode fourth season, and it is confirmed by NBC. Michael Asiello says they also give us the option of a back nine episodes. And we could not be more excited. Woohoo! In other Chuck related news, following in the footsteps of his old roommate Scott Rosenbaum, Chuck writer executive producer Matt Miller has accepted a showrunner position for another Warner Brothers produced show, Human Target, which has been picked up for a second season. So, congratulations to Matt Miller. And I hope if, uh, if Chuck fans want something to watch this summer, you could catch up on the first season and maybe support Matt Miller in the fall. And speaking of former writer, executive producer Scott Rosenbaum, those of us who have followed him to V will be very excited to know that V has also been renewed for a 13-episode second season. So we're really excited about that and want to give congratulations to Scott Rosenbaum as well. Watch for more details on all of that on ChuckTV.net. We'll have the breaking news posted. And continuing on the good news front, we have an interview with not just one, but two writers and this interview is not just two writers, but writers of two of our favorite episodes of season three. We're talking about Rafe Judkins and Lauren LaFranc. One note is that this interview was actually recorded before the renewal announcement. So there are a couple of times that we talked about NBC's upcoming decision, which actually we know is a full decision for a fourth season renewal. So just ignore those spots. Um, you're going to love this writing team. Let's dive in. We are now having the privilege of having Rafe Judkins and Lauren LaFranc on the podcast. Now, is it LaFranc or LaFranc, or how do you say that? Uh, if you were in France, it's LaFranc, but for just the general American or Canadian audience, it's LaFranc. Great, LaFranc. Okay, well, well, it's a, it's a great privilege. Uh, I met you guys in September, but we didn't really have a lot of time to talk, so I guess this is the time. Sounds good. Yep, and we've got Mel and Liz with us. Mel and Liz, how are you doing? 
Good. Pretty good. Excited. Oh, yeah. This is one of our biggest calls ever. I don't know if we've ever had five on the call at the same time, so should be a lot of fun. Exciting. Yeah. So uh, so we'll go right back to the beginning and find out where you grew up and went to college. Uh, maybe we can start with Lauren. Um, I grew up in Orange County, California, just south of L.A., um, so pretty close by uh, in a little bit of a bubble. Uh, and then I went to college in Rhode Island uh, at Brown, where I met Rafe, actually. Oh, really? So you met in Brown? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've been good friends since college. Great, great. And, uh, and Lauren, what did you study there? I studied anthropology linguistics. My my major is actually really it was crazy because it was a very liberal art school, um, so it was kind of totally irrelevant for anything in life. But um, the focus track was culture, communication, and performance. But basically, it just let me take whatever classes I wanted, um, and so I, that's why I did it. It really had no purpose other than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and so and Rafe, you were in biology anthropology. Yes, yeah, I did um, evolutionary biology and anthropology. And then, um, you know, Lauren and I both started getting into writing um, together at Brown in a sketch comedy group that we were in together called Out of Bounds mm-hmm. um, that John Krasinski from The Office was in. Oh, and, great. Um, so that's where we, you know, kind of started writing together and really fell in love with writing. And, you know, we always pursued the, ac- pursued the academic pursuits that we really enjoyed um, but knew that writing was something that we were really passionate about and wanted to do afterwards. Great. Now, now, Rafe, um, you were in Survivor Guatemala in fall 2005, but back as far as high school, um, you were voted most likely to be on Survivor. Can you explain? Yes. Um, well, when I first saw Survivor with my family when I was like 17, um, I told them that when I turned 21, I was going to be on that show. Um, and I was a huge fan of it and um, wrote an article in our newspaper about it and everything. So I was voted in our high school the most likely to be on Survivor. And then when I turned 21, I actually sent in an, um, an audition tape kind of just on the fly one day and um, got the call back and ended up on it right. Um, oh gosh, I flew to Guatemala maybe two weeks after uh, I graduated from Brown. Wow. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the questions over to Mel right now because she's a big Survivor fan. Okay, I am, and I actually applied as well. Um, oh, I was, yeah, I was in the application cycle when they decided instead to do All Stars. Oh no, and which All Stars? The first one. Okay. They yeah, and so they said, oh, you know what? We've changed our mind. We're gonna put everybody, all of your applications, you know, kind of on the back burner, and then when we're ready to do a regular cycle again. We'll pull them back up. And by the time they got back to me, I was not not in a position anymore where I could take that kind of time off from work. So I know. Yeah, it's usually for people who are going through some kind of, you know, graduating from college or just, you know, changing jobs or whatever, because you have to take so much time off. Exactly. So I was bummed. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I I still get comments from friends. So when are you going to apply again? When are you going to like, you know what? (laughs) That was a long time ago at this point. (laughs) You should, though. It's fun. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the actual experience isn't fun. It's absolutely (laughs) horrific. Um, But the idea of it is fun afterwards. I don't know that you're really talking me into it there, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you, are you, do you, do you feel like the uh, horrific experience prepared you for working in Hollywood? Um, Yeah, no one, you know, (laughs) it can never be worse working in a writer's room than being in a place where the, 
producers have gone through 100,000 applications to pick 15 people that they think you won't get along with to uh, be around. So, you know, and I loved everyone who was on my season, and we've been really lucky um, in our experiences in Hollywood and have just, like, stumbled onto jobs with really, really great people. And the the writers on Chuck are wonderful. We're so happy there. Not a lot of wrestles or, uh, you know, other villains on that crew there no. is what you're saying? There's no. There's, there's no wrestles in our writers' room, no. uh, luckily. There's a couple <laughs> immunity challenges. Immunity <laughs> yeah. challenges we have had an immunity challenge. For real? Yes. Who won? Phil Clemmer. <laughs> okay. Uh, was it best hair? It was that? everything. That Phil basically wins any competition we ever decide to have. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, are you? Would you go back and play again ever? Um, you know, I would if it worked out. With um, you know, we're writing so much; it, it, it's very rare that um, we'd have time off enough that I could go. But if it lined up, I'd be happy to go back. Victim of your own success. <laughs> Lauren might not want to see me come back from that again. No. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine there were some pieces to pick up there. Yeah. Are you watching the current season? Um, You know what? I actually have not seen this season at all yet. Um, But I'm going to watch it. I have it all DVR'd. um, Because, you know, most of my friends are on it. Um, So I'm very excited to watch it all in a big marathon. It's been really, really good. I mean, that's that's the only non-scripted programming I watch, and it's been really good this season. So Yeah, I've heard from everyone. It's a great season. Mm-hmm. Here, I just have to add Lauren back to the call. I guess she got dropped somehow. Okay. Oh, no. Kick her out. She probably was just asking all the questions. She doesn't like Survivor. <laughs> Hung up in a Hello. Oh, no, hey there. <laughs> Lost Sorry. you somehow. Too much Survivor Thanks. talking for you? <laughs> yeah, I just hung up. I was so bothered. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so many better things to do. <laughs> that touches me all the time, guys. Oh, the truth <laughs> comes out. Yeah. I just hang up on Rafe to test him. See how much he can see. <laughs> Usually it takes me seven to nine minutes to realize it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mel, do you want to, uh, I think there was one more question, and then we'll uh, get back to Lauren. Oh yeah, um, did did it help you at all as far as getting landing jobs in Hollywood writing? Um, you know, it didn't. It, it's always something fun to talk about in meetings to help break the ice. But usually, we, I, you know, we won't tell anyone that I was on it unless they unless they bring it up. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's some stigma towards um, reality stars in Hollywood kind sure. of trying to work in different fields. Um, and writing is what I always wanted to do. So we, you know, we usually don't talk about it, but inevitably someone will IMDb me and it'll come up in the third day in the writer's room. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when you guys, um, when My Own Worst Enemy was coming out and that was a show that Liz and I liked and we were looking up some of the writers for that. And then we saw you, uh, we were, you know, going through and looking at IMDb and, and we we're like, I said, oh my gosh, that's Rafe from Survivor. And she's like, yeah. I don't know Someone who you're, you're talking about. That about this. I can say. She's like, I know your secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, now we don't want to ignore Lauren here. Um, no. Please, please don't ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you had already been writing together as, as far back as Brown. So what did you do when Rafe was in Survivor? Um, I went to San Francisco and worked in advertising for a little while. Um, and it was really there that I it reaffirmed for me that I wanted 
to really try to write for television. I mean, Rafe and I had always talked about doing it in college when we would write sketches together that we'd perform in. And we kept writing, like, male and female duos that were hilarious. And we were like, we should do this forever. Um, but when Rafe went out to Survivor and he came back to L.A., so he was in L.A. before me, I had just decided that I didn't want to be in L.A. because I grew up in Southern California. Um, but then in advertising, I kept asking my bosses to let me write whatever. Um, and I asked them to let me write, like, PowerPoint presentations. And I was like, this is really pathetic. (laughs) Why am I asking to write these? I just want to write, you know, television like we had always talked about. So I eventually moved down to L.A., um, and that's when Rafe and I started seriously writing together. I mean, we tried it long distance for a while. Um, Rafe would take the Chinatown bus up to see me um, in San Francisco, and, and we tried to write, like, through Instant Messenger, and it failed miserably. It was not very successful. No. So, <laughs> once, uh, once I came down, we could really get to it, and then Rafe was already working at Law & Order SVU as a story researcher, and so then I decided I should take a job um, at CAA, a uh, talent agency out here, to learn the business side of things because he was getting production experience. And we just really wanted to have an all-encompassing view of the industry to, to make sure we covered our bases and really understood it in order to be in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, Rafe, you uh, you also did uh, the 4400 as a writer's assistant? Yeah, um, well, when I first moved out here, um, I I really didn't know anyone. I mean, I knew a couple of the people from Survivor, but no one in the scripted world, and um, except for my mom's friend's nephew. Um, and so I, you know, and, and my mom had never even met him. So I emailed him and um, just kept emailing him every couple weeks and uh, seeing how he was doing and updating him on my life, which I'm sure he was not very interested in um but eventually a job came up on 4400 you know uh, just a month or two after i'd moved uh to los angeles um and they brought me in to meet for it and so i got to work uh on the 4400 for uh the last couple months of season three and Mm -hmm. then um while i was there i got the job on uh law and order as the script coordinator sorry i lost my headphones there i didn't hear a thing you said Oh, that's okay. It was boring. (laughs) (laughs) I fell asleep. (laughs) Well, he didn't tell us how the 4400 ended. We can just, we can sit tell you that. (laughs) I still don't know how the 4400 ended. No one does. Uh, I'm so mad about that. Yeah. So cool. when you went from when you got the job on SVU, did that mean you then moved to uh, New York, or were you able to research there in LA? Well, the, uh, luckily the um, writers for SVU are all based out of Los Angeles in the Universal lot, um, so I, I was able to work there with them, uh, which was kind of a neat experience because it's really you know on all the other shows we've been on, um, the whole production's here, so you have the whole production crew, but with SVU it was just the writers, so I got to kind of see you know, the side of writing and they, it's an amazing show. All the writers on it are so good. So it was like a really great place for me to, to learn about, you know, how people put stories together and how to, you know, kind of play with the audience and create mystery. And, um, you know, it was a really, really great place to be, um, so early in my career out here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you guys won the first place in the action drama dramedy category in the 2007 spec, spec, Scriptacular contest. Um, talk about that. 
the first thing we decided to write that wasn't comedy was a Law and Order SVU spec, just because Rafe was uh, working on the show as an assistant, and he, and he understood that world really well, and he could read and have access to so many scripts. Um, and we thought, you know, if we're going to try to write hour-long dramas, we should write the darkest hour-long ever that definitely involves rape, too, because that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um and so we decided to try it, and and we ended up loving it. And it was really, it was dark. It, we missed doing comedy, um, but we submitted it for that contest, and we actually won final draft as first place winners, which was great because we had bootlegged um, a different <laughs> version of final draft previously. It was terrible. We were constantly losing scripts. No <laughs> one could bootleg yeah. anything. We were just I poor writers, though. So. <laughs> Whenever we're writing together, we're like, save, 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 save. We've lost so many scripts from our bootleg final draft. So that was like the best thing that came from that program is that we won real versions of final draft each. Mm-hmm. That, that must uh, be why they put them in as prizes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, the, but we, we happened to um, win that contest after we were already in um, the NBC Writers on the Verge program and the CBS Diversity Writers program. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two programs were what really uh, helped get us started in the industry. Um, you know, they're, they're, they choose about, I don't know, what, six to ten people a year um, for the programs. And, you know, you get to meet executives and learn all about the industry and you write a script in the programs. And they have showrunners come in and talk to you. We got to meet, you know, Sean Ryan and... Um, Tim Kring and all these different um, showrunners. So those were the um, the two things that really kickstarted us um, into the industry. Mm-hmm. And was that what led to my own worst enemy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, we met we met an executive. Uh, her name's Lauren Stein, who was at NBC. She's no longer there right now, and she's great. She's like a great friend of ours now. And she really helped us. She just believed in us. I think all you really need is one person in the industry to believe in what you're doing to really help you. And uh, and she submitted us for that meeting. And then I was working at, at a talent agency at the time at CAA, and we had really great support by a couple of the agents there that I was just friends with because I worked there that had read us before we got into these programs that when it looked like there was good opportunity to get us staffed, they did everything they could to help in whatever capacity they could as well. So suddenly, you know, just by all these people supporting us, we had um, an agent and we suddenly started taking meetings. So we were very lucky and very excited to get on My Own Worst Enemy. It was a, it was a really exciting show to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, and that was our first job, and that's how we did it. And suddenly I quit CAA, and we had a job in two weeks, and, and Rafe had quit Law & Order SVU. And, I mean, it was a unique experience. I I think we're very, very lucky that we had the support system that we did. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't watch that show, but uh, Mel and Liz did. So do you guys have any questions related to that show? How did it end? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I it so confusing? Liz. <laughs> no, it wasn't confusing. You know, it wasn't confusing for me. I, was, I actually was able to follow that show, but I'm sorry that it's not on anymore. I really am. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fun to write on because, you know, we had such great actors. Um, and a really, really great production crew. And Dave Semmel was the director who does a, a really wonderful job. So, you know, it was fun to have that as our first job because you could kind of just come up with anything um, in terms of action sequences. And they had the money and production crew to really try and make it happen. 
Um, so it was a very cool place to get our start. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think we were just starting to get on our feet a little bit um, when we got canceled. So that was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, everything works out some way in the end. So we were happy to end on Chuck um, after that experience. So, well, talk about that transition. How how did you go from one to the other? Well, we just actually, I mean, when, when My Own Worst Enemy ended, we had some time off. Uh, and Rafe and I started writing our own stuff, and then we were kind of waiting for staffing season. Um, and then we just were actually randomly submitted to Chuck. Our agent submitted us, and, and I loved the show since season one. Like, I just couldn't stop watching it. I constantly tell Rafe, like, Rafe, you have to watch the show. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> and I don't really know why. And I loved Chuck and Sarah. So it was really exciting um, for me especially just because I was a fan of the show before. Um, and it's always nice and I think rare when you go up for a show that you actually really like um, mm-hmm. before you have to watch episodes of it. Um, and so, yeah, we were just randomly submitted and they liked our our writing material. And then we went in and met with like pretty much every single writer on the show in one meeting um, and got along really well with them. And that's that's how we got the job. Great. So, uh, so Lauren, you had been following from the beginning and, and Rafe, uh, when did you get caught up? <laughs> Um, uh, shortly before that meeting, <laughs> I, I watched, you know, the first couple of seasons of Chuck just all in a big marathon that week. And, um, it was so fun because you do, you go on all these meetings and you have to watch these shows. And sometimes you're like, oh, I just can't get through another episode. I have to read the summary online. And with Chuck, it was just like, oh, wow. You know, I can't believe we get to meet on this show. It's so great. You know, the characters are so good. And it, and it was so much you know, kind of the stuff that we like to write, it it has so much humor in it, mixed with a lot of real emotion. Um, and, you know, it was a lot of the stuff that, that we hadn't gotten to write previously, so we were so excited to go in and, and meet on it, both of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have been very strong out of the gate. Uh, Chuck versus the Tic Tac and Chuck versus the Honeymooners have all very quickly become fan favorites. Um, uh, talk about uh, writing Chuck versus the Tic Tac as your first episode. We don't know. Who's yeah, well, um, <laughs> um, I, you know, we we had the benefit of sitting in the writing room for a long time and just listening to the types of pitches that were on the table, and and we obviously, you know, the writers are all involved in every episode, and that we all work together to um, break the story. But it was, you know, for us not having been on the show before, we were the only new writers. We wanted to learn all the characters' voices and and be able to read a lot of scripts. So Chuck versus the Tic Tac was our first attempt at one, and it was, you know, the 10th episode into the season. So we were lucky, I think, to have the time to really, like, let everything sink in. Um, but, yeah, and we by the knew time we were writing... Casey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. No, we knew it was going to be a Casey-centric episode, and we, you know, we had broken that out ahead of time, that there was going to be a Casey-centric one. Um, so we were actually really excited when when it just by chance we got assigned the one that was for Casey because we love Adam Baldwin. I mean, we were big fans of Firefly and we were mm-hmm. just like, we get to write for Jane. I know, we're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Casey's episode. And we were so, you know, we, and you know, we were really, really excited to do a Casey episode and, and um, we wanted really to tell a story that kind of added um, something a little bit more emotional uh, to his past and to give him a little bit more depth. So we were really excited that we could do this episode um, that would kind of affect Casey as a character, you know, not just because 
um, he was let go from the CIA at the end of it, but because this discovery of this family is something, you know, that will kind of affect him as a character forever on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys did a great, great job. I, I especially loved um, the tension when uh, when he is first found out. Um, that one scene where uh, where they're with the general all talking and, and the guns on the table, brilliant stuff. Oh, yeah, it was so great to be able to, we were actually able to be on set for that scene um, when they shot it, and the actors just, you know, you could tell what professionals they were. They just nailed it. Like, it was very tense even just standing on set watching Yvonne with the gun and the way, and it was her idea to, um, you know, uh, motion for him to set the gun on the table instead of hand it to her. And I thought that really, you know, helped the scene a lot. And she, you know, both she and Adam did a great job in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think we were lucky, too, that Patrick Norris was the director on it. And we just got along so well with him. And he's really talented. And it really was a collaboration of all the actors and, and Patrick and, and us. And it was so nice to see. You know, sometimes you write something that, it turns out and you're like, oh, I don't know. I think, you know, it, it missed the mark on that. Maybe we did something wrong or whatever, but we were so all in line. Um, that, and Patrick did such a good job and a beautiful job directing it and really got the emotion out of all the Casey scenes. And in that scene in particular, it was so nice because Chuck's such a great show to write for because you can do dramatic moments like that. And then you can switch it to comedy. So to be able in that scene to, to see both comedy and something uh, dramatic with a lot of tension was just really fun to to work on. Mm-hmm. Well, what what were some of the behind the scenes stories? That w- was there anything that you wrote that got cut, or was there anything that was particularly fun to work on, or particularly challenging? Um, I think you know one scene that for us that we really liked that ended up getting cut, but you know things get cut a lot, and so sometimes you're like, well, that doesn't really make as much sense, but it had to be <laughs> trimmed down for the rest of the episode. Um, but we, there was a scene where Morgan and Chuck at the end of, of Tic Tac, they were talking about, um, you know, Morgan came out with a notepad and he was saying to Chuck, like, OK, I'm, like, tell me all about your missions that Chuck had promised him earlier in the episode. Um, and then he sees that Chuck's affected by the fact that Sarah's not in that courtyard and that Sarah left. And he asks her instead to talk about Sarah. And they sit in the courtyard and have like a conversation of just friends talking about this girl that Chuck, you know, loves. Um, you know, we were sad to see that out of the episode, but at the same time, I mean, it, I think the episode as a whole was edited really great and, and turned out really nice. I think you always have things that you in your head wish you could see, but maybe it's not for the best to see it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the action, I mean, it was so fun. Like when we were writing Sarah in a wife beater dropping from the yeah. bottom of a car. We were like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, this is going to be. We were like, this is going to be amazing. Like, we're so excited. It was a scene we're most excited to see filmed. And we, like, actually left the writer's room. You know, usually we don't leave the writer's room if if we'll just go to set before and after during the day. Uh And so this scene, we were like, please, please, Matt and Chris, just let us go. Let us be Sarah and White Peter. It's like our dreams come true. It's all we want. Um, so we got to go over and see her and see her do the fight scene and see the stunt double do the fight scene. And it was, you know, I think that was one of the most exciting things for us. Oh, that, that was awesome. An awesome, awesome sequence. The whole sequence was brilliant. Yeah, there's yeah, a reason was... that, you know, Merritt wins an Emmy every year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they really, they did such a great job. 
And then the mirroring of um, Chuck with the the bad guy up against the wall with his hand around his neck and and uh, Chuck, uh, Casey doing the same thing. And Chuck doesn't actually kill the guy, whereas Casey does. And it's just kind of so nonchalant. That was I, I really liked that kind of definition between the two characters yeah we wanted to have something you know we, we wanted to do we love action and we wanted to do a great um set piece but we wanted to have some kind of i don't know thematic and emotional resonance for what was happening to both of those characters in the story to kind of play out in that action sequence so that you know that was a lot of what was going on with the the two the two choking scenes mm-hmm. well while we right. have and they pulled it off very well yeah they did since we've got you here, there's a question that some fans have been debating since that episode aired. Ooh. Did the pill wear off or was Sarah the one who broke through to check? I think in our minds, Sarah was the one to really like pull him out of it. But we're shippers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the writer, so I think what you say goes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what we feel. And there were, you know, there was a lot of discussion in the pill and, um, you know, what, what it meant and would it play out later in the series. And, you know, I think, and I think what we kind of ended up landing on was, was just having this one glimpse of what Chuck might be without his emotions. And yes, he would be an incredible, um, spy, but maybe there would be something else lost there too. Um, and, you know, seeing Sarah and, and finding what his emotions can bring him um, was something that we sort of wanted to convey in the episode. Wow, that's a yeah, you did a great job doing that. It was it was a really really strong episode. Um, now going to the flip side, Chuck versus the Honeymooners was just a bucket of fun. <laughs> it was pure. It was glee. Forty two minutes of glee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, not it was the so show much glee. Fun to write too, you know, because we got to write it with um, Ali Adler. Uh, we worked on the story together, um, and so you know, it was just such a blast because the the three of us are are the three people on the show who really love the Chuck Sarah relationship too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, for us, it was kind of a dream come true to be able to get to write that episode um, of the series. Yeah, and especially because I was just so in love with Chuck and Sarah uh, from the beginning. And like before there was any potential to ever be on the show as a writer, I just like loved their relationship. So it was really exciting to write the one episode that they're actually together. And it was nice because Tic Tac was so such a darker episode for Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, be able to just um, have fun. And the whole purpose of that episode is for them to have fun together and to work together and like to show that these two can be together on screen and it'll it'll be okay yeah because everyone you know everyone always talks about moonlighting and how you can't have your two lead characters get together and we kind of wanted to show with the episode that you can and it can be just as much fun if not more um with the two of them together you just have to sort of think of the show in a slightly different way mm-hmm. well it it was it was incredibly fun and and obviously Chuck and Sarah, with their chemistry, um, were brilliant on screen, but uh, it was a very well-written episode as well. Um, I loved the, the contrasts at the, the beginning versus the ending, how they were talking out of the spy life and talking into the spy life. And, and uh... Now, one question I do have. Lauren, are you Canadian? 
I'm not Canadian. Oh, I, I, I was guessing with the uh, with the last name that you might have been. <laughs> Allie Adler. No, no. Yeah, I know, I know Allie yeah. is, but uh, so, um, so was she the source of some of those Canadian jokes? <laughs> well, we we kind of did them as like, <laughs> you know, because you're passing scripts back and forth. So we started them as kind of mean digs at her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just to be funny with her. And then, um, you know, it sort of ended up started. We were like, well, maybe this actually kind of works for the show. Um, but, you know, it kind of started out as us just trying to get in digs at her. <laughs> mm-hmm. A glimpse inside the writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Um, and, it, you know, Morgan has been so much fun to write for since he's, you know, fallen into the spy world. We weren't sure that that would happen. Um but with him and Casey especially, that was super fun to write because the two of them together mm-hmm. are such an odd couple. Um, but, like, you know, giving Morgan those kinds of lines about Canada and about, you know, like, he can pull that off and you believe it because it's Morgan. Yeah. So, yeah, we had some we had some fun with that. And it was really nice, too. I mean, Yvonne's a really good comedic actress. Um, and we had seen that a little bit in, um, in Tic Tac where uh, – Stanley Fitzroy comes in and she starts clapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, she's really great. Like, we really should utilize this more. And so, you know, we wanted to give her some some more comedy to play because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Sarah's a total sourpuss. Yeah, well, I, I think that was one of the nicest surprises of the episode is, um, and that was one of our, our biggest comments uh, afterwards, is that she just blossomed in, in the episode. I mean, we, we see parts of her in honeymooners that we haven't seen in the entire series to date. Mm-hmm. And what what she's so, I mean she's such a great actress but she makes those cuz there was a lot of discussion amongst everyone you know we really wanted to push it and have her have some humor in the episode and and there was a lot of concern like will this work is it Sarah's character um and a lot of discussion about that and you know Yvonne was able to pull off some pretty broad stuff and make it feel completely within Sarah's character and you know you're just finally seeing a different side of her um that Chuck is able to bring out in a way um and she made it all feel so believable so you know I give her a lot of credit for that mm-hmm. did you guys ask her ahead of time if she could do a Texan accent or did you just throw no, it at her we did well she you know she can too. She's so good at accents. Yeah, she does. on set, like on the side, she's constantly doing different accents. <laughs> she'll always play. We'll always like be talking to her, and she'll be like, "Listen to this accent I just learned." <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> um, you know, and she's got all these great accents. So we were like, we we did really want to. After you know, sitting with her on TikTok on set, we were like, we have to have her do an accent in this episode. That mm-hmm. was just that was brilliant. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the two of them together are really great. They they just like work so well together and it's just genuine chemistry. It's really nice to see. Yeah. So is there any anything else from behind the scenes of that episode? Um it, well, even just logistically, I'm I'm guessing that the train was built uh, as a set. Um but I mean, this this episode was entirely set in Europe and it was really believable. But I'm sure there was a lot of green screen stuff. Um, can yeah. you talk about well, working with that? Very much on a budget where we'd kind of come to set and be like, oh, my gosh, how <laughs> is this going to look like Europe? And then um, Robbie Duncan McNeil, who directed it and, you know, is our main director really on the show, you'd see the piece of it that he caught in the camera and just be like, oh, that really does look like Europe. 
Um, you know, and so they were able to do our production crews really great. And they, I mean, they were on a budget that, you know, is very limited. They were able to make it really, really look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as not as much of it was green screened as you would actually yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used a lot of the Warner Brothers lot and, and we built uh, their room in the train. But, you know, beyond that, a, a lot of it was on an actual train that we had to go out on location for. Um, that we went to location. So they kind of combined it. Hmm. Well, really, really well done. And anything else from that episode that, that you can share? Hmm, I'm trying to think of funny stuff. I know. Well, the I fight am too. sequence was again <laughs> really <laughs> exciting to see when we just saw the stunt doubles doing it, and they were like in this kind of barn area off to the side of the street. You know, mm-hmm. it was because we were a little worried about um, the handcuffs, and you know, hoping that that looked as good on screen as it did on paper. Um, and then when he like, I don't know, he he throws Sarah in kind of this arc where she throws back her legs and kicks out mm-hmm. someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we saw that. We're like, oh, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have done some of the best, written some of the best fight sequences this season. And this has been a really good season for fight sequences. Well, it's but... so. what's so great is that Merritt is, and his team do such a wonderful job that anything that you put on the page, they make a million times better. Or, you know, in a production meeting to prep for the episode, you have a conversation and you're like, this is really emotionally what we're going for. Um, and they they can make it so much better than than what you have initially uh, initially thought of or created because you know we we don't fight every day. You know, like, <laughs> Rafe and I don't walk Sometimes. around like you know Sometimes. kicking everybody, but you know like so we don't really know what it's like to be um, spies, shockingly enough. But you know Merritt and his team have that background um, of physical abuse, so they can they can actually. <laughs> Do some really great stuff, but you know, Rafe and I love writing action sequences. We uh, sometimes get on the floor and are like, "Okay, if you were to hit me, what would I do to like defend myself?" And it's really awkward when people come into our office. And, you know, doing that. People always open the door to our office, and we'll be like frozen in some crazy position. They'll be like, "Um, should we come back later? What are you guys?" Doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, I mean, we've always loved writing action, so you know that's. That's one thing that we really try to put um, in our scripts, too, is, is some action. Hmm. Very, very cool. Well, um, your next episode is actually this Monday, isn't it? Yes. And now yeah. we're not going to talk about any spoilers, but what can you tell us that we can look forward to? Uh, uh, well, does spoilers include like what we've seen in the preview? Grade likes to avoid spoilers. Liz and I, <laughs> we love them. <laughs> so... Uh, well, anything we you want to tell that... us about scott bacula coming back yeah. i mean yeah. that's definitely yeah. the most exciting thing about the episode coming up is that is that you know chuck's dad's coming back yeah. um which is really, and, i mean know, we the... were so happy to get that one hmm. <laughs> yeah on a personal level i've i've like been obsessed with quantum leap uh <laughs> for a very long time so just meeting Scott Bakula, I was like really excited, but it was, you know, he's so great. I mean, really like anything you write, he makes 10 times better. Um, so, I mean, I don't really want to give anything away. I think, you know, we're, we're still following Ellie, mm-hmm. uh, which I think there's like an interesting uh, turn for her and, and, and stuff with yeah. what she's going through. Cause you know, a lot of the time she just gets some domestic storylines. So it's kind of exciting to, do something with her where, you know, she's not, you know, concerned about what everyone else is doing, that she doesn't know anything. 
um, she's on her own little journey and her own little um, mission. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lauren and I really pushed for um, the Ellie story over these last few episodes just because, you know, it seems like Ellie's now the only one, really, that doesn't know other than Jeff and Lester and Big Mike. So it's kind of fun to give her a story where she thinks she's the only one who does know what's going on. <laughs> um, you know, and we kind of wanted to play a little bit with that flip with her for the end so that it didn't just become everyone's keeping a secret from Ellie, but also became Ellie's keeping a secret from everyone else. Mm-hmm. I really love right, that you and- came at it from that angle. I was just going to say the same thing. How interesting. I'm so excited yeah, to see you know, that play out. Sarah Lancaster is such a great actress. And, you know, especially when you've been a fan of the show for a while and then you get to come in and actually write for it, you have these things in your head of like, I wish we could do some stuff with, you know, like with Ellie, you know, some different kind of things. So it's been just so exciting to be able to, you know, to talk about that. And a lot of people have been, you know, excited about that and on board and, and everything. And, really supportive of it. Um, and, you know, the only other spoiler we can give is that there there might be some interesting Jeffster stuff. <laughs> oh, there is. There is an interesting Jeffster-esque musical number um, in this episode. Not exactly Jeffster, but you'll see. Jeffster-esque. Ah, All right. Cool. I hear that there are zombies on the TV screen at the Bymore. <laughs> is this uh, Where did is that you your idea? That? I have my sources. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the production team is really great about uh, thematically tying in storylines. So, you know, for the title, The Living Dead, they, uh, you know, we talked about what we can put on the screen. We always have that conversation with them. So, I, I mean, I know that in most episodes you can see, like this last week, it was um, the Rorschach test yep. mm-hmm. and everything in the background. So they're always cognizant of that. You know, with Honeymooners, there was um, like lovers hugging and kissing in the background, too. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, they always do that. That's something they always look for. Yeah, Yeah. the little Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for that episode, and and hopefully by the time it airs, we'll have a positive announcement from NBC. I know we're crossing our fingers. Yeah. And thank you to you guys, like for the constant support. You do such a great job, and it's so appreciated. All the writers are so appreciative of all the work you guys do. Yeah, we talk a lot of, in the room about the fans and, and how much um, it means to have that on a show because, you know, you don't get that on every show. And it's it's nice when you have a passionate um, fan base and, and you really think, like, whenever Lauren and I are sitting down working on an episode and it's one in the morning, you know, and you just kind of want to finish the scene. It's like, no, people are really going to watch this and they care about it and we care about it. Um, so let's make it the best it can possibly be. Um, and, you know, we definitely feel like the fans give that back to us with, you know, the flash mobs and the mm-hmm. tweeting and, and everything. It's it's really, really nice to have the support of that fan base. Well, you make it easy. For yeah. To, yeah, you make it easy for us to be passionate, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys actually make now 70 interviews that we've had. Wow. Wow. I don't feel special anymore. Do we have two or one? Well, you're, 69 you're and the, 70. You're the first double writer interview, though, right? It's the first time we've had two writers on at the same time. Oh, uh, that's true. So, well, that's because there's See? never been a team before, guys. Hey, I'm trying to help you out here, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lauren, you're the first one that's hung up on us in, in an interview. <laughs> oh. 
many right, people have that history fair. with Lauren. Uh, <laughs> I try to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, but that that never could have happened without um, without the the crew and the cast really opening themselves up to the fans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of other shows that. Uh, they wonder why they don't have the fan support, but yet they don't open their doors to the fans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really rare thing for us coming on, on to Chuck. Everybody's, like, so kind. I mean, they've been so gracious. It can be really hard for new writers coming on a show. And the writers have been just so great and so supportive. Um, and the cast and the crew, I mean, everyone just works so hard, and they're just good people. So it's... Mm-hmm. It's nice. I don't, you know, I don't know how common that is, but uh, it's definitely been a great experience for us. Yeah. So as we said, we're hoping that Chuck is renewed, but even if it is renewed, uh, you won't be back in the room for, I guess, at least a couple of months? No, probably. I, mean, probably I assume it last be soon. Year, when, when did we start last year, Lauren? Like June, June The 1st? end of May. Yeah, yeah end, end of May, May early June. Oh. Okay, so you and really only get a few weeks off. Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah we, 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 do, we start before. Off. Yeah, and we, we start before production <laughs> <Sorry>. comes back. <laughs> yeah. We did a pretty good job most of the interview. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're falling apart here at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> so close, so close. Well, you have a couple of weeks off then. Um, so, what are you doing in the hiatus? We both went on trips and and you know just to get away and uh, and now you know Rafe and I are a team, so we always are writing together. So, you know, we're just trying to like keep writing and. So we don't forget how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any uh, charities or causes or other projects we can help promote for you? The breast cancer research, I think, would be a wonderful thing um, for people for the sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we we want to thank you guys so much for taking the time. Um, and uh, and like like we said, we hope that you guys have a really long season to write with season four, and we're crossing our fingers that NBC gives that for us. Yeah, yes, we hope we so too. And and again, thank you guys so much for just giving us the opportunity to talk to you guys, and then uh, and for constantly watching Chuck and telling other people about it. It's really appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Okay, so hopefully we'll we'll see you again, and hopefully we'll see your work very soon. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thanks, bye. guys. Bye. We do want to thank our sponsors who are so generous with Chuck versus the podcast. MovieMorons.com is a film podcast. It's not run by morons and they do like movies. Check out MovieMorons.com if you're interested in film of any sort. And of course, SerianJunkies.de. It's the largest television fan site in Germany. If you are any kind of uh, proficient with the German language and you're a fan of television, check out SerianJunkies.de. They've got Chuck. They've got Lost. They've got everything. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, please share them with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Bye, Chucksters. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.